Greetings. How are you? I'm listening. Great to meet you. Ah, I've been expecting you. For the good. You come get the voodoo. Hey, Darren. And you are. Light be with you. You come to consult the spirits? Welcome to Orgrimmar. Have you come to serve the Horde? Welcome to Control Alt Wow, the podcast for those of us who love World of Warcraft and many other games. Today is Sunday, December 5th, 2021, and this is episode 731, The Mage Tower is Back. And with me are my two awesome co-hosts. Hello, Constructs. How are you today? I'm feeling fantastic. I was a little... Uh, <clears throat> Overly tired on Wednesday because I decided to um, skip sleep and uh, fix breakfast for the wife. She really appreciated, but uh, I was kind of feeling out of it after my sixth coffee, which wasn't doing anything for me because right. I didn't sleep. Three hours of sleep is not enough. No, it's not. <laughs> maybe maybe a second or third milk in the coffee would have done it. I, maybe a second or third milk in the coffee would have done it. I, I wasn't feeling it. I got my coffee today, and uh, I slept almost all day yesterday because I was uh, rec- on the hard recuperate mode. Mm. And Grand Nikes, how, how are you today? How about you, Gra- What? Who, who's, who's well, it was Grand Nagus who was next, but you did ask me about me. I'm doing great. Awesome. I rarely do uh, anymore. I don't know why. Mm. So, Grand Nagus, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm excited for tomorrow because uh, tomorrow I'm going to get my my newly upgraded PC. Oh, nice. So, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in my segment. So, excellent. Yeah. I really hope that that, uh, it's going to perform uh, the way I I, uh, wanted to or I expected to. So, Mm. let's, let's hope for the best. Did, did you have to sell your firstborn, or did they have all the parts? <laughs> they had all the parts. No, no, they have, they have, they they had all the parts. They, they, oh, they ordered them in. I I made them a list and told them what I wanted, and they ordered it. It took a little longer than than yeah, yeah. than about a week longer, but that was okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was. Uh, <sighs> I, I asked for a floppy disk drive on mine, and they said, we, nobody uses that anymore. Nobody uses that. You're wasting you your money. That? You're wasting your money. So yeah. I said, okay, I don't need it. Why would so, you want a floppy disk drive, though? I have Nvidia. The port used to be there before, so I, you know. Right. You, don't, you, you really don't need it anymore. Well, There's do you no, have floppy like, disks? I, I do. I, I have them somewhere. Okay. I... I never, 
I think I only have floppy disks. I used floppy disks back in the day when I used my old Amiga. Mm, yeah. Ooh, Amiga. That was that was the bomb at the time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I never used floppy disks on my uh, on any of my PCs. That was like, yeah, no. That was back in I got my first PC in '96, I believe. Yeah, I think we're showing yeah. our age here. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, we know what a floppy disk is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That alone is like yeah, well, major. You know what was surprising <laughs> is that I have this um, PC that I use for uh, streaming for my for Population One, and I did not even know there was a CD drive, a DVD drive, <laughs> and I'm like, what is this thing? Oh, yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, nice thing. Uh, I had. I wanted to keep my Blu-ray drive right. because yeah. I have so many Blu-ray discs, and mm. uh, yeah. so I said to the to the guy at the uh, at, at the computer shop, I, I said, "I need a a, um, a case with a slot for a, for an optical drive." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, "Don't." They don't. They don't make those don't anymore. Make At least we don't. We, we we. I said, well, you know, uh, that doesn't work. So I'm going to like uh, cannibalize my old case, yeah, 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 and then bring that in so you can just build the new stuff into the old case. Right, right. So yeah. Oh, that's good. So, so I, do- I I basically I always. Ever since I got my, my my second computer, I've always kept the old one in case of yeah. an emergency. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I have the the old uh, main board from the previously oldest PC. I have that uh, uh, spare, so I'm going to probably I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Likely it's going to go into e waste. <laughs> So, yeah, because because it's like, well, I'm going to let me just talk about that later in the right, in, in, in the, my segment. In your segment, okay. okay. So, so we can. Um, <laughs> we don't want to give away your content. Nah. <laughs> um, with regards to some news, there's oh no, we have the the the, the weekend wow. First. Yeah, that's what's going on now. Dark Moon Fair has um, started. We have. At least one thing in each category this week. It's 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 like really insane. So we have ongoing. We have the the Dark Moon Fair that just started today, mm-hmm. or yesterday in my case. Um, we have a micro holiday um, on Tuesday. Uh, that's going to be the Wondrous Festival. That's in Klesarang Wild in Pandaria, down by the um, turtle statue at the beach. Um, that there isn't that every Sunday. No, that's no, no. The Wondrous Festival is the micro holiday. The other thing is the special uh, Saturday. Um, yeah. Uh, whatever the luau or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, there's like that that uh, Saturday night party that they have. I don't know. It, it has a 
a term they use for it, but it's not that. So, but um, if you want, now, now that you talk about it, if for any reason one of you uh, pet collectors out there don't have the special pet from the weekly uh, celebrations, uh, be aware that there is one where you can only catch it while that celebration is ongoing. Yeah, it's between 9 and 11, I think, something like that. Yeah, it's, like two it's, only, it's only up for two hours. Yeah, two or three hours on Saturday nights. Um, so if there's still one pet missing and you know that it's in Crescent and Wilds, but you haven't found it yet, that <laughs> yeah, might yeah. be the reason why, because it's only available on Saturdays at those in, in that special area. So, yeah. Um, then we have, ending on Monday, we have the uh, WOW 17th birthday uh, uh, anniversary celebration that comes to an end tomorrow, along with the Torgas chorus of Dead Souls, which again, the Torgas thing always ends on Monday. Um, so there is that then ending on Tuesday we have the Pet by the Bonus event which ends a couple of hours early as well uh, so be aware that uh, that ends I think sometime shortly after noon rather than in the evening hours or in the late afternoon hours like two or three hours ahead of the others. Um, then we have ending on Tuesday as well as the uh, PvP brawl, Cooking Impossible. And then we have the P new PvP brawl, that's the Temple of Hot Mugu. And then we have the premiere of Time Walking Legion which is going to apparently last two weeks, they said, because it's the initial uh, one. Um, and because it has some speci uh, special things with it. And that is, um, for the first time, um, we're going to see a time-walking event come with Mythic Plus, which obviously is, is a novelty for time-walking because, uh, because Legion was the first expansion that had Mythic Plus. So that's why it's the first that has it. Um, I would assume that... Uh, when we'll eventually get BFA time walking, we're going to see a similar addition. Um, but the most important um, addition to time walking Legion is the Mage Tower. But people have been screaming for the Mage Tower to return 
Uh, and whenever we have time walking legion now, the mage tower will be open for you to go in and do those trials and uh, collect the rewards uh, that the mage tower in its new form provides. Um, you can get uh, transmog sets. You can get a mount. Uh, how much else there is with regards to um, with regards to achievements, I don't know because I'm not sure that there is an achievement where you need to complete a mage tower uh, to unlock certain um, certain uh, achievements to get the um, the artifact uh, variants. Mm. And I'm curious to see if the task itself, although you get different rewards, uh, still afford uh, awards you the, the unlock. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I've never beaten one of those challenges. I'm just, it wasn't, wasn't for me to, just wasn't my thing. Uh, I, uh, I had to go at it. I got to um, like 20 or 40% health on the, um, the imp mother. <laughs> and then she goes immune. So if you don't get her down before she goes immune, it's too, too bad. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, the only thing that I finished um, back in the day, so to speak, was, uh, well, two things, actually. Um, the first was the, the Green Fire quest for the Warlock. Oh, wow. I still <laughs> haven't finished that one. <laughs> and the other one was the... Um, that was that was very, very hard. You had to use... Um, the gates. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. Hard. Yeah, it 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 was it was quite quite challenging. Mm. Took me quite a while to do it. Too. I bet. So, yeah, and the the other one was the the Rathion fight in the cloak quest chain, legendary cloak quest chain. That was that was a a fight that I was like you. It was it was quite quite frustrating for me. I think the only tune that has it was my hunter. Hmm. Is my hunter? I can't remember if I did it on my on my warlock because that was just it was just too frustrating. I bet. I might have I, I probably did it as well, but I I, I just. Maybe it was too traumatizing, and I, I just forgot. I, I did it. Chose, chose not did, to remember. I did it on melee it and on a war, on a warlock as well. The only spec that I could do it on a warlock was um, demonology, because then you had the demon form; you could survive more damage. Hmm. Yeah. 
So that that was my way to get it done because you had the the temple of the red crane was not that easy. No, it was and not. the other one was um, the uh, temple of the jade serpent. Yeah, that's the one for for the um, the rogue. I did that one, uh, for the and hunter. that one you had to get behind him, otherwise your bonus two hundred fifty percent the damage. Uh, like you couldn't get his health down fast enough. Yeah, it was those were the days when it was really like really really interesting to 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 play the game. Yeah. Ninety seven attempts. Ninety seven attempts before I got the cloak. <laughs> oh, that was like I know because I counted the potions I used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I don't think I I, I it took me quite that many, maybe forty. <laughs> I mean, they made, they made it easier later, but at first, that, that first week it was hard. Mm. Yeah, I think I did it within the first month. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, um, we have contrary to last week, we have a couple of things to talk about. Well, actually, one thing to talk about with regards to the Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. Uh, Controversy? Uh, thing, yeah. We have um, apparently quite a few more people have their doubts about Activision Blizzard now. Uh, so, according to an article from the Washington Post, um, the host of the Game Awards 2021, Jeff Knightley, has his doubts about uh, how to navigate the events events involvement with Activision Blizzard Um, from the the Washington Post article. It says, uh, Knightley said, He's thinking about how to navigate the events involving their involvement with Activision Blizzard. Mm. Just as major game publishers have said, they are reevaluating the relationships with the company out of concern over the lawsuits allegation and those reported in the recent. Wall Street Journal article. Uh, He further said, we want to support employees and developers who uh, who added, um, he added, uh, he supported people coming forward with their story, but also didn't want to diminish developers' opportunities to spotlight their games, which is which is fair, totally. Right. And uh, he said we have to think very carefully about how to proceed here. And I think that that's uh, all too true. You don't if if there is a person out there that does bad things. You don't shine a spotlight on on them. Right. You just don't. You, if you want to, you report about what they've done. Yeah, okay, but you don't like 
shine a spotlight on on them and and court them and and no, you don't. You you deal with them accordingly. If they do bad things, you you basically lock them away. At least that's how I see it. Right, because the bottom line is your behavior has consequences. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And if you think that you're supposed to be immune to that, yeah, well, no. Uh, that's not how this works. Mm-mm. Action and reaction. Right. So, yeah. So, I wonder, apparently, um, they are going to keep um, the two nominations active that Blizzard has in the in the awards. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but with regards to their other involvement, with regards to uh, showcasing their games and whatnot, that's apparently uh, not going to happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, if people want to vote for the games that they put out and as... As was said, uh, the developers, they do their jobs. They love their games, sure. Right, absolutely. Uh, so, so a product that people love shouldn't... And this is, this is diff- <laughs> difficult, uh, tightrope right. uh, to walk. Because on one hand, you want to support, and we've said this before, on on the one hand, you want to support the developers and the people, the employees that make the game and put their heart and souls into the game. And just because some stupid idiots up top, sorry, but that's just... How I no, feel no. about this. That's that's uh, totally appropriate. They 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 can uh, keep their hands to themselves or whatever. Uh, just because of those those idiots, uh, the products that the people uh, make is tarnished, and the mm-hmm. reputation is tarnished. Right. And that is why I've always said that uh, when it comes to to um, dealing with it, you can't just do those uh, um, what is it called? You can't just have someone be be the scapegoat for some reason and throw or them out the window. Lane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you say, oh yeah. Now we we like like uh, Fran Townsend said in one article, uh, in, in an interview or a letter. I can't remember. Oh yeah. We we uh, we terminated like twenty or what uh, workers now, and now it's all good apparently. Mm. No. Right. It's it, it's just it's not that. If if you highlight it that way, then you are the problem. Because 
the underlying issue needs to be dealt with. Right. The company's structure needs to be dealt with. The you can't have a HR department that whenever someone comes up to you and complains about this, that, and the other, you say, yeah, yeah, okay, we're going to deal with it. And then once the person has stepped out of the door, you turn around and put the written complaint in the shredder. That doesn't work. That's not how this works. No. And once the government comes in and, and, and uh, wants to wants to uh, look in to your company and investigate, oh yeah, let's quickly shred a couple of things so the, the evidence is gone. Mm-hmm. No, that's not you, you, you're supposed to, to, to document your, your, uh, your company's uh, dealings right. with, with problems, your behavior. You can't just go and 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 uh, and do stuff like that. Sure, it, the the consequence is is clear that there's where there is no evidence, there is no 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 uh, no way to to hold you responsible. Completely, completely true. The the problem though is that 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 is going to to have consequences where if if it's proven that you've that you've uh, done something that is illegal which is which company i think com- uh, destroying company records of that sort i think that is illegal mm-hmm. i would assume very much so yeah so so that's something that uh that the company head should be responsible for. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we still don't know anything new about Bobby Kotick, if he is going to step down. Um, so let's hope that the next couple of weeks will, let's hope that we maybe get a, a nice Christmas present <laughs> in the form of his resignation. Right. Yeah, but uh, as of the date of this recording, we don't have anything new um, on that front. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's something where it's just so frustrating that you have those weasels able to weasel their way out of trouble uh, it's just it's just really really sad yes it is and uh, yeah so um, the PTR build for 9.2 is 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 live mm. so you can go and uh, look for yourself what with the new systems that are going to be introduced in in the new zone in Zareth Mortis, like the the cipher or the cipher progression, the cipher research to help with with various uh, communication issues. 
that you have, but you'll you'll understand once once you come in there and play the content. You can't really communicate with the, right because they don't the speak. There. They don't speak as yeah. Rothian. <laughs> exactly, and then you, and but they so you basically need to learn their language, right? And that you have to like uh, yeah research their language so to speak, mm. and. Um, They've introduced the, the UI now, and uh, you can go and uh, check it out. It's, it's, uh, I wonder if it's going to be time-gated. Mm. Many people have been wondering, or if it's just a grind, where you can theoretically grind all the things that you need for, for unlocking it. Uh, without the time gauge, it's just a, a amount issue. Mm. Um, but again, we'll see about that. Um, what else is there? Oh yeah, one unique thing with Ceres Mortis is about um, pet and mount acquisition in the zone. And this is not exclusively that way, but it's among other things. You can craft your own pets and mounts now with a special, unique, um, I don't know if it's a terminal, if it's a, it's a system where you basically, much like if you go to, to uh, Mal, uh, Maltraxis mm. and you become a necrolord you can there is an abomination table where you can go and craft your own abomination uh, with different uh, components oh interesting it's much like when you go to uh, mechagon you have that uh, that station with the robot I can't remember what it's called where you can do a similar thing as well, where you can craft your own stuff. Mm. Right. And a similar thing is in several motors, where you can collect different parts, and then you can craft your own mounts and pets, as in multiple, as in tens of mounts and pets. I don't know how many exactly, but total of 40 maybe? So it's really, really interesting to to uh, see that you can craft. Uh, it's interesting as long as it's not all soul bound. It's interesting as long as you can sell some of it. It's interesting as long as you can make a profit. But if, if Blizzard just, uh, shuts it shuts yeah. it down to where all you can make is the stuff you can have for yourself, then it's then not. everybody has to travel there to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But. Uh, I don't think that that's the case. At yeah. least not all of them. Uh, like if, if there's some horde-only uh, pets and mounts, I'm never going to get them because my horde characters aren't advanced that that far. Mm. Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping it's shareable, or I can at least get from the auction house what I can't mm -hmm. can't get on horde side. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that, that we're going to have Horde and uh, Alliance-specific 
mount from or, and pets from that source. Mm. Um, so, um, let's see what else do we have? Was there something else? Mm. I don't think so. No, I think that's pretty much it with regards to the news. Um, did I put anything else in? Oh, yeah, we have two more things. One one more thing. Mm. Um, the Endwalker, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker release. The, oh, yeah, that's coming up. Uh, the proper release is coming up on December 7th. The early access has already started on December 3rd. Uh, but the proper release is on December the 7th. So if you haven't uh, bought uh, Endwalker yet and you don't have early access yet, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, if, you're not, if you're not done with the story yet, you don't need to bother. Right, right. Um, another thing... There's no Harry. Excuse me. There's no Harry. No. Yeah. No. Um, if you if you want to, uh, and I'm not sure since since I already uh, I'm in the early access already, but I haven't finished the the Shadowbringer story yet, so it doesn't mm. do me any good uh, currently but I'm probably going to finish it like tomorrow. Mm. So uh, I might get like one day of early access out of it, maybe. Anyway, um, but what did I want to say with regards to the, uh, there is this uh, preferred status, preferred uh, server status where if you create a new tune on, on, on the preferred uh, world, okay. you get the road to 70 buff. That's a little icon in the, in the top right corner that looks, it's like a, a orange, orange and yellow uh, buff marker that says uh, road to 70 or it said so mm. now, because the uh, the level in the level max level has increased to ninety, right. the road to seventy buff has now become the road to eighty buff. Mm. Oh yeah, so it makes sense. Which yeah, and that means that uh, you can you can now uh, get. Additional experience for still for the uh, levels ten levels before your your the, the max level meaning up oh. and and until including the uh, starting point of the current expansion, which is now Endwalker. So. Um, yeah, there's that. And that's been that's what news we have for this week. So let's get, get into our weeks. All right, let's get started. Let's. 
I've had a fantastic weekend. Wow. It's um, very comforting. <laughs> Those battlegrounds where you're not necessarily putting out more damage, but you feel like you're contributing more by pushing all the buttons all at once. <laughs> bad boy, bad boy. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Constructs, how's your weekend gaming been? My week's been good. I've been uh, digging for archaeology and... Ooh, uh, I like archaeology. Um, dig, dig, dig. Dig, 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 dig. And uh, farming the auction house for um, classic maps. I don't know what it is. I think people are leveling alchemy to have a spare alchemist. Mm. And they want to get their classic alchemy done so they can become... Transmute Master or Potion Master or Elixir Master. Right. While that's still available in the game and turn a profit that way. I don't know how you turn a profit with the with the Elixirs or um, or uh, Potion Mastery because I've never I've never approached those. I've always done Transmute Mastery because I I'm always after metals and whatnot and right. Uh, Transmute procs and whatnot. That's, Think, that's what I make, chase after. Things to make mounts. <laughs> yes. I uh, I do a little bit of um, engineering. I do a little bit of blacksmithing. I do a lot of alchemy. Um, every day I do all my transmutes on my uh, alchemists. And <clears throat> what I usually do is if I have a, a guild on a server that doesn't have a lot of active players... I make my alchemist the guildmaster. That way, um, I have to log into that character every day, so it, there's less chance of um, of uh, the guildmaster going inactive and, and oh uh, yeah, you know, that, that guild just the guild. Some, somebody somebody jeppying it, doing a jeppy, yes, jeppy jeppy jeppy. <laughs> you know, I got a I, message. I'm really, from... I'm really there to help. Let me take the guild out of your hands. I got I got a message. <laughs> So I buy these KeySmart um, things, yeah. and I got a message the other day from the company. You know how they try to make it personal, and they said, and the guy's name was Andrew, and I was like, all excited, I got a message from Andrew, and it wasn't Jeppy. It was very sad. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> oh you, 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 what, what did you just do? You, secret you, identity. Secret, secret identity. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Oh, never mind. Disregard. We're sorry, Jeppy. We're sorry. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I'm digging archaeology and not getting my recipe for Vile the Sands yet. Aww. But uh, I, keep, I keep digging. It's, I, it's, I get good XP and I... Uh, ding a level every hour and a half or whatever. Mm. And then when I'm I'm back into the blue experience, uh, half experience, I log into another alchemist who's like lugging uh, for the alchemy recipe and I, uh, I keep looking. And um, I even sold Goldborn this week. Usually I don't oh, wow. put my Goldborn on the auction house, but I wanted to see if it was going to sell because there was none. Mm. And I sold, I right sold Goldborn. Gold thorn for fifty gold each, so that's pretty good. Wow! <laughs> I think I could have sold it for more, but I just wanted to see if it was going to sell. Right, gold thorn right. sells right away, like snap, like that. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. it's such a valuable herb for uh, mm-hmm. leveling alchemy. I don't know what else it's used for. Uh, if it has another use, in any. Well, you can always mill it. 
but you would be like an idiot to do it. Like <laughs> I guess I'd be like throwing gold out the window. <laughs> anyway, um, I have um, I have been spending time at the auction house every day for pets. Oh, Somebody nice. was undercutting me by nine thousand gold on an auction house where I really, really could use a gold. Mm. And I did not know because I was listing Batty for uh, 45,000 gold and there was somebody undercutting me at 36,000 and I did not know this. So as a good auction house PVP player, <laughs> you check out what your competition is doing. So you see, I was listing the blue Batty mm. and unfortunately, Trade Skill Master does not tell you if there's different quality listed up for a cheaper price. <laughs> It only tells you, you if the there's same a blue one. one. Right, yeah. Exactly. So what I had to do to correct that is I had to list a blue and a green mm -hmm. to see what my competition was doing. Mm -hmm. So I undercut my competition by five gold. The guy left the server or he um, he just removed that auction. So, so it's not to have me interfere in his other um, ventures. Because if you... If you really irritate somebody on the auction house, what ends up happening is they start digging into all your markets. Mm. So one way to avoid that is when they found a niche market, you leave them alone so that they don't pick. <laughs> step away pick on your, from uh, the auction. <laughs> step away from those kinds of auctions. Pick different auctions to list. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, I very, I, I differentiated a little bit of auctioning. I went to different kinds of pets. I started uh, listing um, potions of intellect. I listed um, elixir of water walking. I listed uh, swim speed potions. Those seem to sell for not huge amounts of gold, but certainly for a lot more than it cost me to craft them. So right. those are good. And um, they were uh, lining up my coffers. So I was able to buy volatiles from Cataclysm. And everyone knows volatiles for Cataclysm are useful for a variety of recipes. And um, some are for leveling blacksmithing. Some are for vile hands to make true gold because you can never have enough true gold. So um, I bought all the uh, volatiles, but when you buy all the volatiles, somebody usually notices that you're buying them all as soon as they list them. And I, as in a good auction house PVP, once they notice, they up their price bracket. Right. So what do you what do? you do? If you have some in the bank, you don't hoard it all. You list at their new price, which is higher. So, so 200 gold for volatile water? Sure, I'll take that. So I made a thousand gold selling volatile water to somebody who had just bought their 22 gold volatile water from. Mm. So they bought they bought the volatile water that I just listed, and uh, which is okay. I mean, uh, they'll, they'll list more at some point because every time the the time walking for cataclysm comes around, mm. people have all these volatiles that they don't know what to do with. So they list them on the auction house for 15 gold each. So that's the time to grab them, really, is right. when the, the cataclysm... Um, Time walking comes around is, is the best time to buy volatiles. Mm. Um, I wanted to buy volatile air, but I did not have the gold on that server. Mm. So I was waiting for one of my pets to sell. 
And I sold a baddie, a green one, for uh, 25,000 gold, I think, which is not a, not a bad price. I mean, no. it only cost me 250 pet charms, which I have lots of alts to farm the pet charms. I stayed up all night one night to, um, hmm. to collect a quest from last week that was a micro defender uh, quest, which was also leveling a pet. So I leveled a pet. And I collected pet charms on all my alts, and I got all my alts that could go to Shadowlands. I, I got them into Shadowlands by skipping them all to do that one quest. And it also gets them started on leveling Shadowlands. And bada beam, bada boom, I had over 3,000 pet charms. Oh, nice. That is a Ooh, lot nice. of pet charms. That's a lot. So I saw uh, Lita and Wingy were on. No! So oh, I, how wonderful. I, I tried to text Lita, but she logged off too quickly mm. if she wanted a baddie pet. And uh, so I text Wings, Wing Clip, and I said, can you give Lita one if I give you two? He said, sure. So I made them both blue, and I... Mailed it to him on Earthen Ring US. Oh, nice. So he's gonna he's gonna be my mail person because uh, we had uh, we had somebody show up at work this week who was boasting that he used to work at Canada Post, and I'm like, okay, whatever. This guy's gonna be full of himself, blah 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 blah, full pride, all this stuff. Nope, the guy's just a good worker. <laughs> I don't know why I just let him go because everything you ask him to do, he does in half the time and he's uh, like a team player and all that stuff. So I don't know why they let him go. Maybe it's because he was 60 or whatever. I, he's mm. a really nice guy. Um, I worked with him for 15 minutes and like no complaint whatsoever. I mm. think he... Um, He's just looking for a team to fit in. and um, Yeah, sometimes you just need the right group of people. Yeah, and uh, like he, he's, he has good work ethics. He, uh, he uh, does proper lifting. He, like you don't have to teach him anything really, hmm. which is what you would expect somebody working at Canada Post, which would be like is it be a team player. So. That's that's good. So uh really don't have any complaints. I'm I'm always cringing because I always feel like I'm gonna show up in one on one of those uh, those TV shows like Undercover Boss. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know you're working with one of the executives, and the next thing you know, you're on TV. It's like uh, so anyway, I hope uh, I hope he's not uh listening to this, but uh he, he's a great guy and uh Oh, I'm looking forward to getting to know him and getting to work with him. And uh, I also did uh, a little bit of mount farming. Not not huge amounts. I wanted to uh, spend more time um, farming gold, but um, whatchamacallit, after I got the, uh, the, um, the mount from the... Uh, the event, the 17 year event, and the pet. I got five of those pets. So, oh, nice. I'm set to sell a few right now. They don't, they don't sell for a lot, but right. you know, I have, I have a few for later. And uh, I'm, I'm doing archaeology. Archaeology, I made tons of gold because what happens is you get those uh, 
scroll cases for like uh, 200 gold. Right. When you do uh, the, um, the, uh, I want to say night elf archaeology. Mm. So when you're in Kalimdor, you're looking for a while of the sands. You always get the night elf dig sites at some point, And then uh, I made like 3,000 gold off, off of those. Um, I haven't found any new recipes. I told Grand Negus I, I, I was uh, finding new stuff last week. Princess, it was something I already crafted. So I didn't know I'd already crafted it before. But uh, feathered raptor arm. What is that? <laughs> oh, just a gray item. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to... Oh, Proto Drake Skeleton. What's that? Mm. Is that a pet? Proto Drake. No, it's a gray. Uh, anyway, so I'm in Kalimdor and I'm maxed out the 600 doing just basic digs. And oh. uh, I'm, I'm just looking for the 12 rear digs. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm looking for it on two or three different characters. I'm looking for an egg. I'm, I'm always afraid they're going to take that recipe out of the book. Right. I don't know why. That's you Blizzard, Blizzard knows the sandbox that they play in, but sometimes they change the rule on us and they don't tell us ahead of time. Mm. So, anyway, I'm, uh, I'm not doing a lot of current content. I still haven't leveled my um, my uh, what's that thing I still haven't leveled my um, renowned to 80 still at 78 I, I leveled it one level and then I'm like that's too much work right now <laughs> I'll do it later once I uh, once I have time to uh, do some um, some questing proper and um, I always try and include the pet battle quests in there. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to mention. Zufu has updated some of their uh, pet battles. Mm. Some of the pet battles were not easily doable. So um, they made uh, the um, forest defenders, I think, in Ardenweald, um, mm -hmm. two different pets, because sometimes it was... Um, it was RNG based, and you would you would die, and there was nothing you could do because the, on the second attack from the second pet, the pet would get a crit and a stun. The either one you could survive, but both both of them together was just really really tough. So they just made it different, um, differently audited pets that are uh, weak attack from that second pet and that's uh, mechanical versus beast so that gives you a better chance of passing that one every time and then when you get to um, um, the third pet Cremenius is just basically a cleanup pet because you have the um, the uh, a fountain of light I don't know what it's called it's mm -hmm. a uh, Anyway, it's a, an attack that does 1,110 versus flying, which is what the third pet is. It's a moth. 
and it always clears it. So that's a, a lot better than the, the attack was previously. So I've uh, I've updated my rematch team pet battle strategy, and I've put in the new script. And when I go, I just hit next, 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 next. So um, because I have, I do the one button push thing because when you repeat the quest. 19 times to get pet charms. That's a lot. <laughs> that's that's a, lot. a lot to remember. That's a lot to remember during the night while you're watching a movie. I'm watching um, Death Race with the um, that British actor, I forget his name, which is based on Death Race 2000, which starred uh, David Carradine and uh, Sylvester Stallone back in the day. Um, so... There's like four versions of that movie now, mm. Death Race. Oh, and uh, it's always funny to watch. There's, there's always something I forgot about the previous time that I watched it. Oh, I didn't know he just said that. Or, or I didn't know about this joke. Or this is uh, pretty funny. Or now but, uh, I this understand not, this joke. <laughs> now I get this joke. Yeah. Right, right. But this is not Control-Alt-Death Race. Uh, so uh, that's been my week. And um, I, I'm just having a lot of fun. Um, leveling my characters to 60 right now and doing archaeology as much as possible because the buff, with the buff from the um, the anniversary, uh, you level really fast. All right. it's, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. All right. How has your weekend gaming been? My weekend gaming has been great. Um, of course, my main game now is Population One. And last Thursday, they brought in Death Team Match, which <laughs> I wish we had something like this in popul- in uh, World of Warcraft. But what it is is six versus six, which usually in Population One, it's three versus three. And... The thing is that you can, when you're playing three versus three, you can choose your teammates. So you you can set up with a squad or you can go at randoms. But in six in the death team match, even if you're in the same squad with a person, you can end up on the opposite team. So it's six versus six. The map is smaller than the, the big map. It's a certain area of the map. It's random. There's, there's um, like six different maps. And when you go in, you get to choose three items. Your main gun, your side gun, and your uh, side potion, which can be a healing, a grenade, or a a healing or grenade, or um, a shield uh, item. And then you just go in and shoot, and every time you're killed, you respawn after 30 seconds, and uh, you, after, the, the goal is to kill, get 30 kills. And if, you're, if the other team gets 30 kills first, you lose. If your team gets 30 kills first, you win. So it's just, it's craziness. Um, 
You're shouting out to your teammates. You got five voices in your head. Uh, if you are very good at calling out and shooting and um, and aiming, you can win. But uh, it's it's just it's controlled chaos, and it's a lot of fun. What I what are I like. You sure to- that it's only. Are you sure that it's only five voices in your head? It's six six people on a team. <laughs> so it's it's five voices. You don't hear you don't hear your opponents. No, but you hear you 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 hear yourself. Right. At least one. So it's okay, so six voices in your head. At but least, it, yeah. At least, yes. And and it's really cool, it's really fun. Um and uh the neatest thing is when the game is over. You end up in the lobby again with the same 12 people, and now it's you're randomized. So now the person that you were killing before is now your teammate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and, and then you're like, oh, good, so and so's on my team because last time he really got me. Or sometimes in the, in the lobby, I go and hug people that I've killed. So it's. It, it, <laughs> It's really a lot of fun. It's fast-paced. And the best thing is you're still getting XP because my my big goal right now is I'm 59 in the game, which is funny because I'm also 59 in real life. I don't know if I mentioned this before. But once you get to 60, you get a gold. The rewards for different levels is different skins, and there's a gold PJ skin, which labels you as, like, an elite person. So, um, but I'm like 15% into the gold PJ. And from what I understand, it takes three or four months to get there. And I'm looking forward to maybe dinging 60 in the game at the same time that I ding 60 in real life. Um, Yay. Yes. I am in... uh, I'm in Darkmoon Fair in World of Warcraft with April and Aprilian. And <laughs> ironically, they're both almost 59. So I can't wait to, for them to ding 60. Uh, we are doing all the quests in Darkmoon Fair. And then we are going back to try to figure out the breadcrumb from Bastion to where we're supposed to be. And... Um, Oh, in Final Fantasy fourteen, I just I'm still I think I'm level nine, ten. I think I think I ding ten, and I am. Uh, well, um, Grand Negus gave me some information about where I can repair items, and I'm learning. I got a new outfit. I got a new hat. That was last week, and um, she's having a lot of fun. Although I did look up last week um, how to play Final Fantasy fourteen in VR. So that's oh, yeah. if I if I don't do it this week, I'm definitely gonna figure it out while I'm on vacation next month. I'm really excited about that because I read that it works really well in VR. Um, we recently got an update on Quest Two where we can do um, recording. Well, two things, two updates. Um, The biggest one was really great, where um, you can see uh, what 
is on the edge of your screen when you have the goggles on. That was a big thing because, oh, yeah. because some people were inadvertently, well, I don't know if it was inadvertently, but there was a couple of TikTok videos where people were punching their kids out. I think they did it on purpose. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when you're playing, you have the goggles on. My thing is, if you see somebody doing VR, just stay out of the area. I have... Um, exactly. I do it on my lunch hour in the locker room, and it irritates me when people come into the locker room. The bathroom is in the locker room, the ladies' room, but there are other bathrooms <laughs> in the whole building that you could use. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, so anyway, so the fact that they were coming into the area and getting punched was like almost, you know, deliberate. But now when you're in your, you have the thing on, you have Quest 2 on, you can see outlines of things right. in the area. And um, yeah, it makes it a little bit safer. Uh, and uh, that's about been my week. I'm on twitch.tv slash aprilpvd and YouTube slash aprilpvd. And I'm having fun in both in, in, um, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV and in Population One. That's been my week. Very nice. Very nice. Sweet. I find it very, very easy to be true. I I'm on a Schoenstein virus doctor house. Und ob sonst mich einst in die Welten aus. Und in den Ferner suchte ich mein Glück. Wer kennt den Weg, den Weg zurück? Granagus, how's your week in gaming been? Well, I'm just turning in uh, expert deliveries at the moment, mm -hmm. which is basically a way to get uh, company seals, which are a um, currency in Final Fantasy XIV, where uh, that you can use to buy gear and buy. Um, other stuff, materials. Most people use them to buy either glamour prisms, which are used for for for, for glamming, mm. like I explained last week. Right for coloring and, and changing uh, colors. Yeah, no, ch changing colors is 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 dye. That's a different oh. thing. But like appearances. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so. And then you can buy um, ventures as well, which are uh, venture uh, tokens, which you need to send your your um, your uh, what are they called? Your uh, helper, your then what are they called? Can't remember. Um, out on the mission. Are they like followers? Uh, um, yeah, uh, um, retainers. So, okay. Yeah, um, your retainers out on a mission to to basically gather stuff, mm. and uh, the goal, the overarching goal, is to level them up mm. um, to whatever max level they are. They they can be 
that can only uh, be a certain level, uh, several, uh, the level that corresponds with your level. So what you do is basically you hire a retainer and then you uh, have them basically be your, your bank. That's the main reason I use retainers mm. and many people as well. Because otherwise, you only have your your uh, normal inventory and your uh, chocobo saddlebags, and then you have your retainer. They have 170 uh, equipment item slots each that you can you can put stuff into. Mm. Um, but as I said, you can uh, assign them a, a, a job to them, and then they can go out on on missions, different kinds of missions that last from from one hour. Uh, there are two different uh, missions mission types that last one hour, and then there's one that lasts eighteen hours, uh, giving you different rewards and. Uh, the longer it lasts, obviously that gives you more experience for your for your retainer. Um, so you and then you need uh, between one and two of the, these venture currency coins to send them on the mission because they have basically to be paid to go on a mission for you. Right. And uh, those venture coins are uh, obtainable in your grant company uh, for that currency for the, that I mentioned for the company seals. And each, um, each venture coin costs 200 of those seals. And uh, so that can be really expensive if you choose to spend a coin or even two on a one hour mission mm. and you have multiple retainers, you can see how that uh, gets expensive. Uh, but at what rate can you accumulate those coins? As long as you have tickets, you can, you can buy them. Okay. So my the the initial issue is to unlock the um, acquisition of the retainer coins. So uh, the the venture coins, which you need to you need to let be of a certain rank in your grand company, mm. uh, which is basically if you were to translate it into wow, which you really can't because there is no such system. Imagine if um, SI7 were a recruitable world organization that you could be a part of and do duties for, do quests for, interact with, get like, yeah? Right. 
So uh, that's kind of what a grand company is. Each city has its own grand company, each of the main cities, the three main cities. Um, and then you can, and then you have, since it's a military organization, you have um, a rank in that organization and you need to rank up, you need to be promoted to a certain rank in the, uh, in that to uh, be able to buy the different things that you can get there. Uh, the venture com uh, the venture coins I'm not sure if you need to to be uh, all, all you need to be recruited let me just see this is the first tier yes the first tier uh, goes from a storm in my case a private third class to to corporal and that's the the uh, that's where you can get the ventures. So you basically need to be recruited into your into your grand company, and then you can buy the ventures for for as I said, two hundred seals per per venture. If you want to buy the glamours, though, the glamour prisms, you can craft them yourself or buy them on the auction house. They are. A uh, something that you can even sell on the auction house if you oh, want wow. that to do that. Um, if you want to make them yourself, you first need, obviously need to have your your uh, corresponding uh, job level to that required level. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, it's the same price two hundred. Um, grand company seals per prism and then you can use it accordingly that's uh, from sergeant third class to uh, storm sergeant mm. uh, chief storm sergeant those those uh, um, that's the second tier of ranks um, that you need to get into. So it's basically the fourth rank. No, it's the, the fourth rank up, the fourth promotion. You need to get the fifth rank. Um, Sergeant third class is what you need to, to get to. Um, and then you need to get to the uh, sergeant second class. That's the fourth promotion. Mm. One, two, three, four, fifth promotion, sorry. Uh, to be able to do what I did, what I just talked about at the beginning, uh, turning in those uh, special missions, those special delivery missions. Which basically, what you can do is to to obtain those uh, seals is you can uh, go and do different uh, tasks in your um, uh, as as you play the game. Like for instance, you can do fates, which are like mini events all over the world uh, events that you 
uh, get scaled down to. And that means that if you are like I am currently, just shy of level 81, and I go outside the gate of the main city, which is usually a uh, level 1 to 5 area or 5 to 10 area, depending upon what gate I leave out of. Mm. Uh, and I enter a fate area. I will, I get a prompt to get scaled down to that corresponding level. Right. Which means that if I'm in a level 5 fate area, I get scaled down from level 80 to level 5. Right. Remember I had I, a hard time with that one time because I, I couldn't figure out why my my two bar changed and that, and that was why. Yes, because as a level 5, you don't have the same down spells. to level 5, you only have the active skills, the active abilities that you have as a level 5. Right. So... That's that's the reason why you only have one or two abilities as level five. Mm. Um, so you need to be aware of what ability is available to you at what level. Um, but the the nice thing about this is that you get quite good experience. Mm, you do in Good the lower experience. levels. You do not yeah. in the very high levels, but uh, if you if you play in the what thirties, forties mm-hmm. level, and you you do the normal fates uh, in the um, in the um, early areas, you still get quite quite good um, experience for it because it scales to you as well. Mm. So if you if you get as a level five you get 500 experience that takes uh, and, and you have a, you have 4,000 mm. you have 5,000 experience, uh, um, uh, experience points on your bar say as as a level um, they changed it but let's let's just say you have five thousand right and you get and you get five hundred experience from doing the fate as a level five right it's not that but let's just say for argument's sake hmm. that means you get ten percent worth of your bar as an ex- as experience gained regardless of what level you are outside of the fate, be it you uh, within reason, if you're level 40, you still will have, if I remember this correctly, you still have will have re- uh, gained 10% of your bar, regardless of, of the numerical being 400 or whatever 10%. Your your level will, uh, of your level will be at level forty, and then on top of that, you get once you are part of the grand company, you get company seals. Mm. Um, 
So now, do you the do fate? You, okay, go ahead. Excuse me. Do you have housing in Mist? Yes, you have housing. Do you in have? The game, correct. Do you have? Uh, do I know? I do not. Okay. Because I would like to get a house, <laughs> but um, I mean you can get an apartment. They are pretty, pretty easily obtainable. <laughs> if you want an apartment, that's the cost. It's going to cost you five hundred thousand gil. Oh, mm, mm, mm. but it's way easier to get mm. than a uh, than a house. A house is like uh, uh, winning the lottery in <laughs> real life. Um, it's it's like the housing system acquisition system is broken in Final Fantasy XIV. That's as good as it is. I mean, it's debatable how good it is, depending upon what you want to get out of it. Right. The main reason people have have housing is either for the uh, interior decoration. Want to do role play. Exterior decoration, or you want to plant in your garden? Oh, because you need foods for your chocobo. Oh, that's interesting. Or other materials for crafting. Um, and then you can have events there. You can invite people because it's not a. It's not a kind of uh, exclusive uh, exclusive area. Mm. Um, the the outside of your house is not, so you can basically have other people when you're like in a ward. That's like a a uh, instance of the city, right. mist or whatever other city. Um, you can have people walk around in your garden, around your house, and like do like have parties, like barbecue parties in your garden or whatever stuff like that. Mm. The inside of a house—I've never been inside a house, so I would assume that that is exclusive to you mm. as a character. But the exterior is not, and you can have a barn. For your chocobo, where you can have them, uh, and you can feed them there, and you can uh, do all the chocobo things there. <laughs> chocobo um, things. So the mechanics in and of themselves are okay. <sighs> the problem is the availability of slots. Uh, that's like really, really bad. Mm. Uh, but yeah, housing is a totally different, different thing. It's uh, not ideal. I had an apartment once that I sold because I had to, because you can't have an apartment if you want a server transfer. Oh. So I had to sell my apartment to be able to serve a transfer my other character, and but but that was okay. That was not not an issue. So yeah, with regard to the other things, um, 
Final Fantasy XIV, um, I have put in, uh, in the show notes the link to another Sprout video. And this is a proper uh, a beginner's guide to Final Fantasy XIV, which I thought was, uh, was uh, valid to do now because of the launch of Endwalker. Right. And there's, if uh, many people uh, over the last couple of weeks have, have uh, started a new uh, 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 started uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, I thought if there are people that would like to try it now with Endwalker, now with uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the road to 70 is now the road to 80. Uh, buff um, be aware that if you create, if you want that advantage, mm. uh, the preferred status servers are specifically marked with a yellow star, I believe, uh, in the overview, uh, in the uh, server overview. So you can see which which servers are uh, preferred and which are not. Uh, so that those give you a hundred percent experience bonus. Oh, nice! Uh, for your tunes, um, and um, that lasts until level eighty on any of your jobs. So if you catch a fish and you get a hundred experience from it on a normal server, you get 200 uh, on uh, when you're not level 80 yet. Um, so that is, uh, that is quite good. Mm. If you want to um, just level your character uh, with the MSQ and all that, you will have a very much easier time to do that. Uh, except for the cases when you, when you get scaled down for MSQ uh, scenarios, which are most often... Um, scaled content mm. but the main thing that I see is that you get better gear quickly meaning that even though your your character gets scaled down the quality of the gear that you have stays with your still actual... affects your performance okay. if you're in Theoretically, if you are in, in, in epic gear, it's better than if you are in green or gray or white gear. Mm. So the same with, with, with WoW. If you are theoretically full, if you have an, a complete um, tier set and everything is purple, it's way better than if you are a same level character 
with Iron Man level white or gray gear. Right. It's way right. more powerful, yeah. obviously. So well, there is that advantage that you gain quicker if you do the road to 80. You, you get the, the uh, oh, on the server. Um, so it, it definitely has an advantage. And especially when you hit the 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 uh, the end of expansion levels, mm. where you then get the um, the special high higher level blue gear. There is uh, because at the end of every expansion, you get uh, the entry level gear. Um, of blue quality. You get that as a quest reward. So that means that you get a significant power boost, power bump from, from the gear that you get with a standard uh, quest. Mm. Um, and that, again, makes your character more powerful. And so it's more powerful even though it's scaled down. Um, I really like that system. Um, so think about it. If you if you want to make it hard on yourself, go ahead. No problem. <laughs> hard, kind of, kind of. Uh, you can still experience the story, obviously. Uh, if you want to challenge yourself, let's put it that way. Uh, go right ahead. That's not the issue. Or if you want to play with, with, with someone uh, that you know and you don't care about the, the preferred status, that's, that's surely a reason to ignore it. But... Um, it is something that, especially if you want to catch up now with the next expansion that we have now, Ed Walker, right. the road you travel has, has become so much longer now. Mm. And Final Fantasy XIV doesn't have um, a chromy time kind of thing because, mm. and this is what the... Um, uh, the content creator that made the Sprout video, uh, Beginner's Guide to Final Fantasy XIV, that I've linked to, his name is Soldier First Class <laughs> on, on uh, YouTube. And what he said uh, so rightfully is that uh, you need to be, you need to, you need to know what you, what you want, you need to to um, get the what you expect from a game right. when you play an MMORPG. And people have said that before. There is an MMO with RPG elements, mm -hmm. and then there are RPGs with MMO elements. And Final Fantasy XIV is very much the latter. It's an RPG first, 
It's story first, and then the MMO aspect gets added. It's not like in WoW, where it's basically Warcraft as an MMO. Right. So it's quite the reverse. And uh, that makes it so that you shouldn't skip the story. I mean, obviously, if you want to, you can. There's, there's no... No, no problem in doing it, and you and everyone plays the game the way they want to, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But me personal, uh, personally, mm. I think that it's a shame if you were to do it because it's such a good story. It's such a good story, especially in in. Uh, Shadowbringers, the uh, the content that I'm at in at the moment, the uh, five five point x content, the the one previously max level before Edwalker came out. Um, it's such an awesome, such an awesome story, and uh, many people say that it's the best MMO RPG story that they've ever played. And I totally agree. It's, it's uh, absolutely insane. Um, for me, when I, uh, when I played the, the story, it took me like one quest and I knew, oh yeah, this is going to be great. Right. Uh, and the story is told obviously in a linear fashion and then at the end when 5.0 content was done, when the quote-unquote proper part of it was done and you went into... It's always with... Um, Final Fantasy XIV is always referred to post or to as post. Post uh, Shadowbringers, post ARR uh, is always the patch content. Patch uh, 5.1, 5.2 or whatever is always referred to post content. And uh, the post Shadowbringers content is basically a mix of tying up loose ends of the proper content mm. and subtle introduction of the next stuff that's going to happen in the next expansion eventually. But so subtly that you don't know it yet without realizing that, oh yeah, you, you retroactively remember that oh yeah this is already this was already part of the previous expansions patch content you already knew this was going to happen you just didn't realize that this was part of the following expansion 
It's so well told, the story. And this is uh, with Chateaubringers, uh, it's so much more because as Yoshi P, the, the director of, of Final Fantasy XIV said, Endwalker um, is going to be the end of much like Shadowlands is the end, according to Steve Denuser, mm. he said this is the end of one chapter of WoW, of Warcraft, and we're going to tie up all the loose ends and like end this this chapter of the book that is Warcraft. Uh-huh. He said in the recent interview. Um, and with Endwalker, it's the same thing. It's the end of the overarching story uh, of that topic. I'm not going to spoil anything uh, for people that haven't that haven't uh, played anything yet. That they're just going to start now. Right. So Thank you. just be aware that from from uh, a realm reborn. Um, to Heaven's Ward, to Stormblood, to Shadowbringers, and now Endwalker. It's basically four chapters within the first volume of of uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, it's and and you'll see that. Again, especially, I was so floored with how genius the story is. Is um, where you really see that. Oh, yeah, this this leads back to events in early uh, uh, Heaven's Ward, like the first expansion. That was that character so uh, that ties this. it all together. And, yeah, and all of now they tie up those loose ends and minuscule uh, knots that need to be tied up because they were kind of um, kind of irrelevant in the in the greater context back then. They were kind of significant, but but you could see that they were not not the main story, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden. That character, that event, gets pulled from from the first expansion in, in into the greater scheme of <laughs> of the plot, and blown up to this hyper super event that it really was, because the context was missing that you now see. It's it, it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane, and I still haven't gotten to to the last one. Uh, I'm currently, um, as I said a couple of shows ago, usually Final Fantasy XIV has five major patches. So patch one, two, three, four, and five. Um, I think there are a couple of mini patches in between. If I remember correctly, Stormblood, the uh, 4.x uh, uh, expansion had, I think, 
4.54 or something like some minor minor things that they introduced as well or it was like a pre uh expansion thing for for uh shadow bringers i don't know i can't remember because uh i don't know exactly where at this point it was in the release schedule so um that uh, and i know definitely that the previously uh, the last patch of uh, Shadowbringers is 5.58, so there's bound to have been some content in the uh, 5.8 patch rather than the 5.0 patch. Uh, 5.50 or 5.5 versus 5.58. Uh, and uh, what I always do now is I have a, a uh, page open uh, that is basically a wiki of sorts mm. for, for Final Fantasy XIV. And whenever I get to a new quest, I uh, click in the next, uh, it, it basically shows you the, or I, I'm, I'm in the section of the wiki where it tells you uh, what the quests are, like a quest overview. And then there's a little window telling you quest giver location, quest line, uh, quest level experience, and so forth. And then it says previous quest and next quest. And then at the very bottom, it says patch, what patch it's related to. So I want to know what patch I'm in without being spoiled as to the, not even the name I want to see. Right. So what I'm doing is I'm clicking to see um, with the, when it says uh, to the previous quest, of the one that I'm currently on, and then it says next quest, and that's the one that I'm on. So um, um, the name of the quest that I'm currently on is always going to be in the next quest uh, segment. Uh, and then under that, I can see that I'm currently uh, in the 5.4 quest uh, arc. Uh, so that means that I still have at least 4.4x, if there is something like that, plus the 5.5 mm. uh, stuff to go. So, and uh, one, one of the story uh, lines has been, to, from what I can understand so far, has been tied up pretty well. There might be some things where we need to go back to one area to to do stuff. Uh, and now already it's starting on uh, on a new topic that I know it's going to carry over to the uh, 
to the next uh, to the next expansion because um, I know where it's going to take place. Uh, so, but that's okay. Uh, and uh, it's it's something where. I'm looking forward to to seeing how it all uh, ends, uh, how it all comes together in the end, right? And what what uh, how it all awesome stuff in. they've yeah. got in in store for us. Mm-hmm. But there is that big big elephant in the room, <laughs> and that is the as I said the awesome quality of Shadowbringers in of itself. Mm. It's, if there's anything that you know that has been awesome, a movie that's been great, a TV series, se- uh, season that has been great, and then the next part comes, you always wonder, hmm, is it going to be as good? Right. Are they going to be able to keep up the quality? Yep, exactly. And as good as Shadowbringers is, I don't want to see I have my doubts because you can't you can't look at it that way and I I I uh, I've caught myself thinking that way, but then I realized, wait a second, you can't do that because, or not really do that, because it's it's one aspect of it. And it's the question of the overarching story, how good it is. Sure, you can say a chap one chapter is better than the other, one series is better than the other. But I personally think that with all the with with everything they've put into Shadowbringers, they must have already known. The over the again the overarching conclusion of it, and when you hear Blizzard uh, developers say that, oh yeah, they've got a pipeline for two, three, four expansions ahead. Um, I think that were I the, a person at at uh, Square Enix, I would have just develop a Bible first, much like, yeah, people do that, and then uh, written it all together. So I'm quite confident that that it is going to stay as good as it is. People say that Stormblood wasn't as good because it was too fragmented. Um, you had uh, two main staging grounds 
much like if you if you go into into WoW, it's the same thing with BFA. You have um, you have Zandalar and you have Kulteras, but you don't have a cohesive story. You always have it separated. So that's kind of how how Stormblood worked too. You had the only difference was obviously that there are no factions. So they couldn't do it parallel. They had to do it one after the other and intertwine them. But it's and people were a little put off because those two story threads, they really, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's difficult to do. I personally, I, I felt that it was rather well done. Yes, retrospectively, it could have been a little better. Uh, but overall, it's yeah. It's, it's something that I think they've, uh, as much as they listen to feedback right. with in Square Enix, I think that they really got the the message that uh, that wasn't ideal uh, for the experience, and I can truly see. I believe that they've learned the lesson right away <laughs> with, with Shadowbringers because they could, you can clearly see that there are two aspects there as well, working. Um, um, again, you have to look back at it and see that there are two things, two major things that have to come together eventually. But they did it completely, again, without spoiling, they did it completely differently. And uh, they did it, again, very well. Shadowbringers, in my opinion, best expansion for the game. Uh, so, and with what they've set in motion now I can I, I totally believe that they've already been working um, on this basically as as one big story and then I always feel I almost feel like they've been shuffling the bricks uh, the, the uh, pieces of the puzzle back and forth and seeing what piece can better fit in Shadowbringers and which one should we put, should we wait with and put in Endwalker. Obviously the start has to go at the fourth, the first and the, the end at the, at the end, obviously. But in the middle, there are aspects where I'm totally um, I totally expect us to go back to one or two of the Shadowbringers areas 
to do more digging, to get more explanation, to get more information and, and uh, to, to, to deal with problems in Endwalker. Uh, so, and I think that's a smart thing to not to not play all your cards uh, whenever you have a hand that would allow it, but just like it's like a chess game. Mm -hmm. You play for 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 a tie, but if you get the opportunity. Uh, to to go in for the kill, you'll take it. But you always, at least that's how I approach it. I I don't want to give give my opponent the chance to to get the upper hand. It's just it, it's it's more is is it is as much a defensive as an offensive game. So yeah, kind of. Long-winded, but uh, I think it's it, it's just question about question about chess, Grand Nigus. Is your queen always behind the defense, or is it always up front? <laughs> Maybe it's more oh. like checkers than chess. Oh, she. I would put my queen up front. Uh, I like taking out a rook or a bishop or a knight that's unguarded with it. It depends. It, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it depends upon who, I, who I'm playing and, and how they are playing. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, there are so, so, so many other, so many. If they, if you have a, a, a heavy, uh, there are the players that go with the with their front line first and then we yeah. have the people that like uh, take the front line out of the way to get the back line out, mm -hmm. out into play like just just to do it and they they, they sacrifice the, the, their front line hmm. if well, people... I, I like to use a queen to take a rook like when it's being choked behind the defense line so mm. okay certain strategy to it yeah sure but again you need again you need to it, it's so much tactics involved in, in 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 chess you need to anticipate what your what your opponent does right you need to you need to um strategize and and and, and get into their heads if you if you just storm ahead Regardless of what 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 piece you use, you yeah, you, you need to do it methodically, and, and yes. I, I'm not going to to just to just say I'm, I, I I do this or I do that because it wouldn't wouldn't be wouldn't be correct. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <clears throat> Chess is, is is a fascinating game. It is, and so far, I think we only had one win at the World Championship so far. Oh yeah. Every every other game was was a tie. So yeah. Blizzard had the Kasparov 
play uh, a couple of hands of the Hearthstone. Mm, yeah, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I love Kasparov. Um, mm-hmm. He lost against Deeper Blue a few years back, but what Kasparov did not know going into that game is that the computer had been studying his entire career of moves. Right. That's not studying chess. That's studying I mean, a player. I mean, they, I mean, they did I'll, not set him up to a fair challenge there. A computer and studying doesn't go well together. Yeah, they've been, they've, someone has fed him the information. That's right. Or it the information. It's not yes. studying. A computer doesn't study. So, but yeah, I, I, I see your point. It's yeah, it, it's uh. Yeah, so there are, again, and then you need to know, as you said, you need to know how, what preferred uh, strategy people people use. And again, yeah, it's, yeah, chess. Chess. Um, so... Uh, one last thing I wanted to quickly mention, I put in a couple of, of, uh, of with regards, mentioned with regards to Final Fantasy fourteen, is that, uh, and uh, is, no, for new people, you can also uh, glam your rings, earrings, and necklaces. Oh, neat. So, with wow, those accessories are not available for Transmark right. because they don't show. Well, right. you have you have necklaces now showing and earrings as a permanent feature uh, of the character creation. But with um, with Final Fantasy fourteen. You have them as individual glamable pieces. Right. Uh, rings, earrings, and necklaces. So uh, just so so people uh, don't forget that. Uh, currently my my Mikote has a quite elaborate uh, necklace equipped. Uh, you can see it if you if you look in the in the show notes on the second picture, the close up. She got herself a new uh, headpiece that I really really like. It fits really really well. I think it's my go-to headpiece for this set now because um, it might not be important for for many people. It is for me. Whenever she was in bed, um, she, uh, Makote female lies down on her back, straight on her back. Oh, interesting. And they don't unequip the headpiece uh, when they go to bed. So the problem was that she was using a cowboy hat and that clipped into the bed which is totally not how it's supposed to be. Right. I get why it's happening, 
but that was always something that, that bothered me. They unequip the weapon when they go to bed, but they don't unequip the headpiece, which is kind of strange. They should maybe do that eventually, but uh, it's maybe something that, that you should, we should put, I should put into the, um, into a forum uh, post. Uh, but yeah, so um, uh, with the cowboy hat that I had her wear earlier, now she has a eye patch that <laughs> looks really, really cool. It's got a, a, a belt buckle type of uh, ornament. It almost looks like a belt buckle. Oh, neat. It's a... Uh, on on, on where, where approximately where her eye is. Uh, it looks really, really cool. And then uh, she has this elaborate uh, uh, necklace equipped with a red stone in the middle, mm. uh, which goes really well with the red ornamentation of her, of her uh, gear. Like on the on the uh, jacket and on the uh, boots and on the uh, gloves, there is a red ornamentation. So I found that the the red in the the red stone in the necklace that it really worked well together. Mm. And the other uh, silver. Uh, maybe not yellow. I don't know what what color it really is, but it's like yeah. Uh, it, 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 from the from the eye patch that really works works well um, as well. So I think it's all all together. It's it's a really really nice oh, cool. uh, combination I've found so far. Um, and uh, with that, we'll leave Final Fantasy XIV and get back to my computer that I, that I talked about at the beginning. Mm. Yes. Uh, um, so, I'm not sure if I talked about this, mm. uh, about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, currently, my, the current computer that I'm working with now is about five years old. Oh, so I got it in sometime in 2017 uh, because that must have been, I, I don't have any receipts to, to check anymore, but uh, the i7-770 or 7700 7, right. uh, was released in January or February. Of seven of, of 2017, so uh, the seventh gen, and now um, we're at uh, gen 12 of, of, of i7, i9, whatnot. So, um, um, yeah, I'm upgrading that to a AMD Ryzen 9 5900X, so that's uh quite a significant uh, jump. Um, 
and then obviously uh, you need the the main board to 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 go with that as well um i got myself another ssd um because the smallest one that i have um is a 120 yeah 120 gigabytes um gigabyte um ssd and that's quite old that's one from yeah that's five years old as well and came with the oh it's even older because that came with the one before that so oh, wow. that's even older but it's still working somewhat um but uh, 100, 120 gigs is, is nothing. I can, I can hold one game on it. <laughs> right. If it's, if it's like, uh, yeah, wow, or that's already pushing it because wow yeah. is such a fragmented game now where we have four, five different, six different versions depending on how you look at it. So, um, as I said before, we have you have WoW, you have the PTR, you have uh, the classic iteration. Classic, the BBC three. Classic. Yeah, and then you have the, the new uh, version, the uh, Seasons of Mastery. That's mm-hmm. uh, different as well, so that needs a different client as well, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? Wow. Yep. I think, yeah. Mm. And so then, then you need more space. Or, or somewhat different. Yeah. And then you have, uh, I'm not sure how much how much you can do on the, on, on the server side versus on the software side. As in, uh, it, it, yeah. Uh, so well, half, then of, you have half of WoW nowadays is texture. Right. So half the installation is the color of the pattern on that raid wall when you're looking at it, that yeah. it looks so good, right? Yeah. So if you don't raid, you're missing half of that content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my, my installation, I think, is somewhere on the 80-plus gigabytes. Yeah, that wow. sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, as I said, 120 gigs there. You always don't want to fill it up all the way. And then uh, you need to take into account all the screenshots. Yeah. You can, you can export them to a different drive, obviously. But if you want to keep them together, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's totally at least a couple of gigs if you play for as long as I have. And you're quite a frequent screenshotter, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I usually export my my screenshots once a year mm. and put them on a on a hard on a uh, on a different drive because there are just too many. So, Ouch. yeah. Um. And then I, I remember asking my uh, my uh, computer guy a two terabyte SSD, and he just sort of looked at me. He's like, "Why would you want that?" 
<laughs> because I can afford it? Yeah, it's like I have to have does an there, external hard drive does to there play. Need to wow. be a reason? Yeah, no, I, I, um, have I got a, um, a one terabyte, um, oh, NVMe, very nice. Got M two drive now, uh, and uh, then I found on on Amazon. I found a a uh, uh, a discounted or on sale uh, SSD two terabytes yeah of for 40 or 50 euros off wow so I paid 170 versus 230 something like that yeah 220 230 so yeah uh, yeah and I for a for a normal quote unquote normal one terabyte, I should oh, I, I had would, would have had to pay 110. So yeah, 60 dollars on top uh, for for addition uh, 60 euros on top for for double the double the size. Yep, that was I thought. If if not now, then when? So yeah. Right, right. Uh, so I put my. I'm going to put all my my uh, <laughs> SSDs, my my uh, my SATA storage yeah. uh, SSDs into the, the the new case. If yeah. I can fit them all, that is, uh, if there are enough uh, SATA. Well, actually, um, my computer guy, what he said to me, he says, your SSD, you're better to have it on board now because it's the, the there's a connector on the board sometimes just for the SSD that the, the SSD lives on the main board now. So that's where my two terabyte lives is on the main board. And I don't know what the read-write speed is, but WoW plays good on that. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, NVMe slot. Okay, I um, don't know what it's called. It's NVMe M2 dot M2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks almost looks like a like a RAM stick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just has has the stick. The heat sink. The heat sink on it. Yeah, no, it and it has the 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 slot on on the. Uh, on the on the side, not on the big end. Yes. So, um, yeah, my 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 current PC has has that too already. So I'm going to move that Ooh. because my 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 new uh, mainboard has two of those uh, NVMe slots. Wow. So um, one is the new standard is the. Uh, uh, piece uh, uh, is the point uh, the four point oh, um, and the the older one is the three point oh, uh, and the newer one is obviously the one that they are going to build into it. Right. 
Um, and then the one that I have in my in my current uh, PC, I'm going to to uh, take that one out and then put it in the in the second slot. So I'm going to end up with uh, yeah quite a few hard drives now. I'm going to end up with with two NVMEs. And if I can get it all hooked up with enough cables and enough extenders and enough, uh, I'm going to have four SATA, SATA uh, hard drives. Oh, nice. Uh, so you have lots then, of room. Yeah, I don't know how, how this is going to be insane. It's just, I don't, I don't want to waste them. I don't, I'm maybe going to keep one of the, the, the smallest one in the old uh, computer mm. just to have it be able to run and then put the, put the main stuff on there. Uh, so in, in case of emergency, I can switch to, to that one. Uh, but uh, everything else should go or will will go into the new case. So yeah, and then there is the very last thing I want to talk about is the RAM. Mm-hmm. The RAM is uh, is an issue that I was really happy about, mm. where uh, my old mainboard. Or the the current main board and the well not so much the main board but rather the the CPU because the thing is and I just learned this a couple of weeks ago I, I, honest to God I didn't know and it's how, how how little I I know about computers anyway and I've always thought I knew quite a bit, but apparently some crucial things I don't know. So, yeah. What I've learned is that uh, not only does uh, is there a upper limit of your RAM speed when it comes to what your mainboard supports, but also what your CPU can support. That's great. And um, so the uh, the RAM that I bought three years ago is um, 3200 SSD4, uh, SSD4. No, not SSD, DDR4, SSD4, mm-hmm. uh, DDR4. And uh, when I got the information that that I had to look up the the uh, specs of my of my RAM if it was compatible. Uh, he asked me what do you what what RAM do you have? I said oh, DDR4. Uh, oh yeah that's good. So but 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 check it out if 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 it's old and you might be better if you get newer. I said yeah sure I'm going to do that. So I went into my task manager and lo and behold, the speed of my 3200 
uh, RAM is only 2133. Oh, no. Because, beca yeah, because my, my, uh, my CPU, my, my i7 doesn't support faster speeds. Right. Oh, oh, right, right. So, oops. Yeah. But nevertheless, it was, it was good, he said, that, that you bought that because yeah. then now you don't need to upgrade because your, your new um, CPU has a maximum, maximum support, I think he said, was either, I can't remember, has the maximum support of uh, 3200. So it's perfectly suited for yeah. the new system. So I got an indirect upgrade to my RAM without it being an upgrade, and it was free. Right. Oh, nice. So I didn't have to buy any more RAM, and I still get the higher RAM speed out of it. And how much does your motherboard support for the... Uh the amount of memory. Um, um, the amount is 128. Nice. And I, and I have 64, so that's I very don't good. Need more than, I, that's I don't, very very good. Yeah, I don't need more than the 64. It's like yeah, no, I don't need that. I've, I've bought, I bought additional 32 last year. I think last year Christmas I. Thought I'm going to treat myself uh, to a Christmas present, and I bought a, a two additional sticks of 16. Um, so now I have the four four times 16. So uh, I have the the 64 that uh, of of the 3200 DR4, which. I didn't want to go with the DDR5. I could have easily gotten that, but that would have meant that I would have to buy completely new, new RAM. And I just didn't see the, the the sense in that. And if I remember correctly, I would have needed to get the 5950 uh, CPU. I could I could be wrong because mm. it's been quite a while since I did the research. Mm. But the fifty nine fifty would have cost me an additional three hundred euros, Ooh. or almost that. So yeah, no, that was uh, not going to happen. I'm quite happy with the upgrade that I got. I bought Intel. I bought Intel, and my uh, supplier said, "Get the big one." I said, I can't afford a big one. I don't have an extra $400. She goes, no, no, get the big one. There's a shortage. Right. So I bought when there was uh, that chip shortage. Mm -hmm. And it worked out to $50 more. Oh, cool. Because yeah. they were sold out every, absolutely everywhere. That's all you could get was the big one. Yeah. And it came in a special case that looks like a soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah. No, I... Just before before COVID hit, yeah, I got myself the the graphics card that I'm using, and then I'm going to practice for over. Yeah, yeah. It was just two weeks before um, 
before the the thirty series was introduced. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, yep, yeah, that's easily enough because you only you not only have to to think about uh, uh, it, it uh, in the way of uh, the generation, but also about the power consumption. Yeah. So with the 2070 super that I have now, I can easily now still run my my 650 watt power power unit. Yes. Um, with the new, I need a 750 because the um, the mainboard and the um, and the CPU they consume a little more power, right? And I still want want it to be like have a big enough buffer, right? Right. So yeah. I, theoretically, I, I could have like according to the calculations that I did with the uh, with the online. There's a couple of online calculators that you can do uh, that you can use for. Uh, all the components that you have, I could theoretically have kept the six hundred and fifty watt uh, uh, power supply mm. unit, but but still, uh, um, I didn't want the the buffer to get too small. Um, so I thought, yeah, let's let, let's give it a hundred extra hundred watts, right. but not two hundred because again. Uh, energy is, is is quite expensive, and in Germany more so because we have a special tax on 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 uh, electricity. Uh, because that's uh, a a special tax for environmental uh, purposes. Um, so. Um, yeah, I didn't want to, to bump up my electricity bill unnecessarily. Um, so 100 watts more is, 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 is quite significant. Um, at least I, I feel that way. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to picking that up tomorrow. And then, um, oh yeah, by the way, uh, I heard the first rumors last week about the 40 series coming out from from uh, NVIDIA. Oh, yeah. That's apparently going to blow energy consumption out of the water com- compared to um, compared to the 30 series already. And the 30 series is so much more power hungry than the, than the 20 series that I have. So, yeah, uh, I'm not sure this is, this is going to be interesting in a couple of, in a couple of years for me to see what, what, what's going to happen, but, but not yet. Um, I usually buy new graphics cards on a buy, uh, by series basis, right? But I, I, I don't think that I'm going to 
be able to or willing to spend on a 40 uh, on, on a 40 series when I just bought my 20 series right. a year and a half ago. Well, and, uh, I think the nice thing about NVIDIA software is a lot of it scales up. When they put out a release, it, yeah. the the two series is close to the three series. So they always put out an update about the same time for both. Mm. Yeah, my, my 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 biggest concern is 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 uh, with with the graphics card is the power consumption. I'm right. On, so so that is uh, I mean theoretically sure I could uh, could afford it. That's not the thing. But um, I don't want to put a what a thousand watts or six hundred watts. Power supply into my right. no no that's not going to happen. I mean people people want to do that. I'm sure if they want to they they can. Mm. But uh, yeah, I have other things to to do with my money than wasting on 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 a big graphics card. Right. That's what I have in that's what I have in my computers. I have a one of the computers has a thousand watt power supply. And occasionally something glitches and there's not enough power to supply everything. So. Mm. Like I lose my internet or something will happen that yep. pushes the power curve just a little bit over the edge. And then this, that thousand watt power supply sucks it all in away from yep. the other um, yep. appliances. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to do that. That's not, uh, as long as, it, as long as the, the game I play allows me to play the game. Right. I'm 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 fine. When we eventually get to get to uh, WoW or to Final Fantasy fourteen, when they say you, you need a, a bigger graphics card because uh, it's it's below the uh, the spec recommended threshold. Uh, yeah. threshold, and I'm going to think about it, but not before that. That's just not. Not going to happen. So, All right. yeah, and that's been my week. Awesome. Good week. Good week, yeah. Hello, everybody. Kyle here. Mash that thing. Yep, that's dead. Yay, whoop, and then just keep going. Not a boring cake in the walk anymore. Awesome, amazing. Talk to you again next week. Take care. Bye. What? And Kyle writes, hello everyone, the length of this blast from the past is a bit longer than usual, so I'll keep this email short. Enjoy the blast all the way back from episode 134, circa September 2009, Kyle. All right, let's listen to Kyle's blast from the past. From the way back past. Way back. <laughs> so, um, the biggest thing that I've been doing is I've been doing Refer a Friend with David. And I have to say again, it's um, it's challenging. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to read everything. And um, we, I did... I did some um, some sugar dadding. You know, I gave him bags and scrolls and, and stuff and a chance. And I finally told him a little bit about the achievements. And 
stuff. But uh, we've been doing quests at our level together. We did go to, um. oh, we tanked. I tanked Rage Fire Chasm. <laughs> so I had, I think we were like 16 and at level 16 and I had my level 26 warrior. And it was kind of fun. We actually marked stuff and, you know. So with three people, it was it was still kind of challenging, you know. And yeah. I, I know, it's Rage Fire Chasm. But I wanted to give him the whole feel of what it's like to go through a dungeon. Now, I've been thinking about this, and I would love to do a refer friend, um, I guess we could call it a round table. Today is Monday, September 28, 2009. This is episode 134, entitled... R-A-F, referring actual friends. <laughs> I'm Aprilian, your host, and with me at the moment is my co-host, Asheo. Good evening, Asheo. Good morning. How are you? Good evening. Good afternoon. <laughs> Happy lunchtime. Excellent. Right. Really good. Yes, it's we um, might confuse people today with the, with the continuity of putting segments together. But. but we've got them all here, so that's what matters. Stitch them all together and... Yeah. Just pretend it flows. So the title of today's episode, RAF, Referring Actual Friends, stems from we're talking about Refer a Friend. And some of people have been using Refer a Friend to level their alts and multi-box, which do you think that's what uh, Blizzard had in mind when they developed the program? I don't think that they cared as long as they got more subscriptions. Exactly. Uh, and there's those of us, like myself, who have done it a couple of times with their characters. And then there's those who actually, and like myself, have referred actual friends. So today, uh, we have a, later on in the episode, we have a, we talk with, uh, some folks that, uh, some of our listeners are familiar with, uh, from the Bind on Equip podcast, The Witch, Whim, and Temp. And my boyfriend, David, who I referred, and we talk about our experience with refer friends. Hey, welcome to Control Out Wow's roundtable of refer friend. We're going to start off today with this little interview with my boyfriend, David, who has recently started to play World of Warcraft. But as special guest host, and I'm very excited by this, we have uh, three experienced refer friend World of Warcraft players, or as you might know them as the Witch, Wim, and Tempest from that awesome podcast, Bind on Equip. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey. And Glanther is here with us, of course, in continuation of uh, the podcast that has been previously recorded by the magic of computers. Hey, Glanther. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um- I'm here now for the first time for me, but I'm back for the listeners. Right. <laughs> Some segments of this podcast may be pre-recorded. Void in many states. <laughs> so uh, it's actually called on the website Recruit a Friend, but I think everybody's been calling it Refer a Friend, which is kind of interesting, or or uh, RAF. What's really funny is that a lot of people still in the world of Warcraft still don't know about it. The other day while we were playing, we offered to hearth back and then summon one of us because somebody in our party had ran out of arrows. And the people in our party had no idea what RAF was or what Refer Friend is. So 
I guess the first thing we should do is explain what Refer a Friend is. Who would like to take that honor? Ooh, Tempest, because she's got the cutest voice. <laughs> now listen to Tempest pretend she was just listening. <laughs> no, I, I was... And I always thought it was the uh, the Royal Air the Force. Oh, okay. What's the Royal Air Sorry. Force doing? All right, anyway. It's difficult for Aprilian to discuss what it is because she just calls it playing WoW. <laughs> Recruiting a friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I play. Oh, it's craziness. Aprilian, the way Aprilian plays is beyond my, my comprehension. Anyway. Anyway, recruit a friend. Yes. Recruit a friend. When you recruit a friend to WoW and you sign up as a recruit friend buddies, you get some nice advantages like levelling at three times the speed and being able to grant other people levels and there's a pet involved, although I wouldn't know about that because I'm a settled It's not a mount, isn't it? Oh, is it? It's yes. a mount. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a it's mount. A, my God. A zebra. It's a zebra mount and I missed out? How did that happen? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Even I knew that. I have a doubt for Fail. Um... Anyway, which, which anyone would have thought that maybe somebody uh, actually read the instructions? Yeah, yeah, or even Sorry. listened to the host of the podcast they were on. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have a friend that you think you want to be in the world of Warcraft, you send them basically a ten-day trial, and then uh, and a refer a friend. They sign up. And then you are linked. And one of the other advantages is you can summon each other and you can uh, grant levels. For every two levels the referred friend gets, they can grant a level to the other person. Can I can I say as the friend who was referred that that allowing the person that you're playing with to level ahead of you feels a little bit unfair? I think well, so. The whole idea is that sometimes you might play when I'm not. No, no, I, I get it. I just don't like it. <laughs> Although you, you can't, you can't grant them levels to pass the level you're at. You can only bring them to the same level as you. Yes. Yeah, that's right. You, you, except, you except that. Yeah. Except that in the process of bringing them to the level that you're at, if they have a few extra experience points from you, then they can level ahead of you, which is yes. what has occurred to us. And and I don't I don't like that. But it's not a race. <laughs> someone, someone if they were, always I'm not naming names, but if someone was sneaky, they could it's, like be at ninety eight percent and then go, I'm ready for my level now, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm competitive or anything like that. Oh. <laughs> As our listeners might previously know, we from our la- last and first interview, we have gotten to level six in the starting area. Uh, we have gone way past that. We are now at level uh, twenty six. Yeah, and we have done a couple of uh, dungeons. We did uh, refer. Uh, Rage Fire Chasm in, in Ogamar, and we did uh, Wailing Cavern. Rage Fire Chasm and Wailing Cavern. So, um, what is your feelings now about the World of Warcraft? Well, I, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with it. Um, ha- having learned how to access the abilities of my character a, a little bit more efficiently, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's it's getting to be it's getting to be a lot of fun. Uh, although I have to I have to say. That the that the people that we went into that instance with, <laughs> it, it was it was interesting playing with with strangers for the first time, um, and I, I hope that we can find good strangers in in the future. It was a pug. 
<laughs> you're beginning to understand why the word pug is said with so much disdain. Yeah. I, I, I think so, because I'm sorry, I, I'm brand new, but I helped to carry these these folks. <laughs> and, and that didn't feel right. And, and never once did they say thank you. No one likes a handbag. It's as simple as that. That's right. And to his credit, David didn't die. We had one interesting. Uh, I didn't. You know the part where you go to after you hit kill um, Lord Serpentine, and there's that big, uh, huge beast that you have to kill in Wailing Caverns. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a huge boss. The yep. the mage runs up and hits him. Promptly dies. Calling him the, the what, what did you call no, him? The I tank called him mage? Oh, look, a tank mage. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. even from someone who knows nothing sounds ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love so, you some bug. Okay, so yeah. now that you've had an instance, now that you've gotten oh, and you've also tried some add-ons. Sure. Yeah, the add-ons are I don't know if they're if they're if they're cheating or not, but they are cool. <laughs> they're definitely not cheating. No, Blizzard. They're not. They're they're not cheating. Oh, okay. Well, that's no, good to hear. Blizzard puts all the all the building blocks are there from Blizzard so that you can do their work for them. Mm. Uh, well, that's well, right. And when it's really good and it's really popular, they put it in the next batch for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. I like that. I, I I I like that rationale. I I, I will take that. And try and run the, with that. Well, as proof of that, the um, I'm not sure that you would have used it yet, but there's several mods that have come out, um, several in-game adaptations that have come out as a as a result of add-ons, like the item rack that we now have, the yep. item manager, item manager, in, um, that Scrolling is a direct result. Scroll back yes. text. Um, there's many many things that Blizzard have adapted oh, to the game as a result tracker. of popular ads. Yeah, quest yeah. Yeah, the quest tracker. Yeah, yeah. Putting the um, item for the quest up next to the quest. Yes, so that you know what description. It is. Yeah, yeah, lots of stuff, which is good because then that means you can take that mod out and you're not draining your computer's resources. Yeah. Yep. Well, that comes from, I think, is more of uh, people who have never done the mods before that they, Blizzard likes that mod so much, they say, look, for those who don't understand like how the LUA files work and you know don't feel like they want to go and write their own macros write their own mods they can get this cool mod without doing anything because we'll make a version of it the the two add-ons that uh, David picked was that I suggested was uh, ARC Inventory and Atlas Atlas, yeah. and and I have to admit the ARC Inventory uh, was really really great to, to, to have something that would because I was sitting there for, for hours. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit, but but I guess cumulatively probably not, uh, trying to organize my supplies and to have something that would that would do it uh, was really cool. So tell mm. us a little bit about your character and what you think. Uh, Why? Just tell us a little bit about your character and how she's performing. Uh, well, well, my character is a hunter. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to shoot things from a distance, <laughs> so I'm glad that 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 uh, that, that April recommended that uh, I, I start with a hunter because uh, staying away from things that are trying to kill you <laughs> is a good thing. Now you did start on rogue too. Have you noticed a difference? Oh, between? sure, sure. Yeah, there, there is a there is a big difference. Um, 
and getting used to the different abilities of the different uh, classes is uh, is taking a little bit of getting used to. But I but I, I enjoy it. The rogue, you know, is, is a very complicated class. To say like the, and the only difference. those of us, yeah, only those who can really do it. Yeah, yeah. Hunters and fun to play. <laughs> some people would, yeah. So some people would really be very critical of how you play a rogue. So. Some people can be, yeah, they can be yes. really uh, quite uh, particular about the way other people might play, play a rogue. <laughs> so just be careful. Have you know. <laughs> yeah, I, have I, I have had some, uh, some, yeah, not so gentle reminders about what I should be doing <laughs> while playing a rogue. It does sound like you're, like you're speaking with a bit of tang of personal experience. Yeah, it, it yeah, certainly yeah. does sound that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I what level have I gotten to with my rogue? It's uh, uh, 12? 12, uh, yeah, 12, 12 or 13 uh, on my own, which uh, April was a little bit surprised about, I guess. Right, because, you know, we have the, we're doing the hunters together, but he, he doesn't want any help at all with the rogue, hasn't even taken any bags or anything. Nothing. So, nothing. So it should be interesting to see how he progress. Let me ask you, David, um, do you... Do you find um, does Aprilian have trouble sometimes? Do you think understanding the amount of information that you're having to learn in a quite a hurry? No, no. I, actually, I, I have to say she's been very metered in the way yep. that she has uh, attempted to expose me to to uh, different levels of thought about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, although I, I, if I can toot my own horn for, for just a moment, I think I do pick up things rather quickly. Uh, I, I have to salute her for recognizing the, the, the limits of, of my pace and and recommending things in an, in an orderly fashion, um, it, yeah. it's it's been kind of cool. It's it's it, 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 she she's thrown a lot of things at me, and and there are times when I reach a saturation point where like whoa, okay, I I I can't go beyond this point, but um, it, it doesn't last for long. And and uh, and she's been very good about introducing me to new aspects of the game as I've needed them. What yeah. what is your most hardest thing that you think is about the game? What has been most hard? Uh, The hardest part about the game um, is really just uh, mastering the keyboard interface. I mean, you can think what you want to do much more easily than you can manually manipulate the keyboard. Um, and, And remembering... Uh, where each ability is. I mean, as you gain new abilities, um, let let me backtrack a little bit. When you start out, you assign certain keys to certain abilities. As you gain abilities, you end up changing the location of those abilities on the keyboard. And and so um, developing a way of thinking that is geared toward finding the ability as opposed to finding the key uh, on the keyboard has been something that's very different for me. Most of the the first person shooter games that I've played, you know, it's very it's very static. Uh, this this key does this. This key does that. Um, with this game, as you add abilities, you have to reorganize how you've uh, how you access particular skills or abilities, and and that's been uh, it's been fun, but it's also been challenging. You're, you're constantly shifting the way you think too, aren't you? Because something that's been your bread and butter attack for 10 levels might suddenly become redundant. Right, so not only right. 
not only is it no point using that anymore because you've got something way better, but you've then got to move it and where, where that key used to be, there's now something new there. Right, yeah. right. Or and you've and got to integrate it into a, a sequence that you, yes. you know, have used primarily. And, I mean, I've found that um, as a hunter using rotations, as soon as so, I get so something new. One of the things that I've tried to do as a new player is is rather than try to memorize which key performs a particular function to organize like functions in a particular area. That's so what that I do. I, yeah. Yeah, so, so that I can access, okay, well, on this first part of of, of the abilities bar are, are, are certain melee weapons and on this part are, are ranged weapons. And as I add them, I can I can increase... Than the number of, of melee weapons and shove over the number of ranged weapons and 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 and, and instead of looking at the particular key, I'm looking at the area, the the general area on on the uh, on the screen to, to to locate what I want to what I want to access. You know, I think that. Um, oh, sorry. Well, I just want to go back to what which was saying about <coughs> rotation. Sorry, we haven't. Uh, I haven't actually explained rotation yet. Could you explain rotation? <laughs> what is what is rotation? Okay, in a very simple level, being a hunter over a long period of time, when you when you reach higher levels, there are certain shots that complement each other. So you might do uh, shot one, shot two, shot three, and then repeat that in a sequence depending on shot one will add extra damage to shot two shot two will add extra damage to shot three but you wow. need to do shot one first I, I, I completely understand what you're saying but I am so far from actually <laughs> you know grasping what those correlations might be and also some of it's based on the cooldowns right, right. yeah that's exactly it you've, you've got that you know sense. instacast six second twelve second cooldowns sure um uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, one of the probably bit serpent sting that'll that'll proc if you're a survival hunter. You'll get crits off that, so that uh, increases your explosive shot. There's a whole bunch of things that will work in together as you get steady shot. Sort of will always the be there. Always the use steady oh, yeah, shot. Always steady shot. <laughs> always steady shot. Yep. So wherever you put that, you can leave it there. <laughs> yeah, just park there. it there and remember you need that all the time. So what's a crit? What's a crit? <laughs> Sounds like a derogatory term for somebody in a pug. <laughs> oh, you crit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like an Australian slang term for an idiot. Yeah, crit. <laughs> so I'm serious. What is a crit? <laughs> when you do Wait, so, uh, uh, who critical damage. Yeah, okay. When you do critical, critical damage. It's an increased volume of damage based on a particular. It's out of the random number generator, and you have your agility for hunters increases your crit chance. So the higher number of crits, if you have a thirty-three percent crit chance, that means that approximately one shot in three may critically hit to do extra damage. Okay, that's that's just wrong. No, we we have. I, a, I'm not saying I'm anything. Okay. It's just wrong. But, but but I but I do have. To say. I'm sorry. Wem just texted me something, and I can't say it because we have a um, we have a a, a clean tag, tag, and I know exactly what he said. Do oh, 
<laughs> Timby, give oh me my, my keyboard God. back. <laughs> can, can, I, can I say at this point that, 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 that people who can actually understand the relationship between those different attacks and how they relate to each other spend way too much time playing this game, and I hope that I can get there as soon as I can. <laughs> Good save, okay. David. Good save. Great. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to add that I am really excited about uh, having David play. I feel like I'm joining the ranks of some of the most blessed people in World of Warcraft, such as um, Women Tempest. <laughs> I have in, I envied you guys for so long, and I'm looking forward to uh, you know more playing with uh, David as he gets more developed. Oh, that was so wonderful. And that was just the beginning. And as we have listened yeah. to other flashbacks, we know that David or Vrishna got more and more involved, more and more um, enjoyable. Uh, we, we've all heard about his uh, obsession with Iron Man and how many yeah. he had. So that was really wonderful, Kyle, listening to him back when it all started, and especially listening to the Bind on Equip guys. They're fantastic. Mm -hmm. This was especially yeah. wonderful and perfect because tomorrow marks five years since yeah. Krishna went away. And um, yeah. it was so good to hear his voice. And to, yeah. he will, you know, I've said, I don't know if I've said this on this before, but there was a scene from... Um, Equalizer 2 with Denzel Washington yeah. where the kid always there was a kid doing artist stuff and he always put his yeah. brother's name and something in his artwork because his brother had yeah. died and he said that when you forget someone who passed away it's like yeah. they died again so Vishna yeah. we will never forget you we loved you you had a big impact on Control Out Wow and uh yeah, thanks, Kyle. That was so perfect. <sighs> I um, I wanted to say one thing about Vrishna is um, he was very approachable. Um, Jeppy would talk about multiboxing, but it sounded complicated. Vrishna would talk about it, and it sounded like he was in the room there explaining it to you. Yes. He was very... He loved to share his knowledge. He loved to share the game. And uh, and I and I'm glad because I want to thank everybody who reached out to him and um, you know gave him em embraced him in the game. Who was that Necronomicon? Who was his arch enemies? <laughs> Necronomicon who would give him recipes about cooking bunnies. Bunnies. So yeah, and you have all you these all. different sauces to put on the bunnies, right? And he would he would mail bunny parts to his his mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> so David Vrishna, wherever you are, we love you. We salute you. So we'll be back next week, same bat channel, same bat time. Although I'll be fresh from um, Hamilton. <laughs> I'm going to see yeah. Hamilton next week at 1 o'clock. So, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, um, chat room. And uh, this is a brilliant for the horde.
this constructs for the rain on Mount Hyjal. This has been Grand Hager's rule of acquisition number 19. Satisfaction is not guaranteed. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, Lost Cause. Bye, chat room. Thanks for joining bye. us. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Have a nice week. <laughs>